Let's just go through the throne of grace in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, today we so thankful to you for all the wonderful things that you have done for us in Christ Jesus. We give you glory and honor in advance, God, because we know in whom we believe. And we are fully persuaded that you are able to keep us in perfect peace as we keep our mind upon what you've done for us at the cross. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Well, today we will focus on abiding under the shadows of the Almighty God. Psalm 91 and verse 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide, shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty God. And once again, abiding under the shadows of the Almighty God is not a place where we sit around and wait for the storm to pass over. Place where we sit around and keep up with the news to find out when the storm will pass over. But it's a place where we make ourselves ready to meet the Almighty God. And to me, to be given the privilege to abide, to live, to remain under the shadows of the Almighty God, the God who possess all power and all might, the God who is omnipotent, possessing all power, power to call those things as we be not as though they were, power to breathe life into any dead situation, hopeless or dead situation. The God who have the power and is able to create something out of nothing. He needs nothing to create. And we dwell under the shadows of the almighty God. The God that can speak things into existence. The God that needs nothing to create light. He simply spoke. He simply said, let there be light. And there was light. And light is still light. <laughs> light will never cease to be what God created light to be. To me, that's saying that when God said that we are more than a conqueror, it would never cease, just like light. Light will always be light. We will always be a conqueror. Well, you live a defeated life, but you're still a conqueror in the eyes of God. Because God made us more than a conqueror, just like light. Light will never change. Light will never cease to be light. Light will never become darkness. It will always be what God created it to be from day one. And we will always be what God created us to be from day one. Because there's no way, again, 
that we can remain. The Bible says, he that abide, meaning that we are remaining under the shadows of the Almighty God. What an honor, what a privilege to be given the opportunity to be exalted into a place that we never been before and to live in a place that we had no idea ever living and God called this place under the shadows of the Almighty God. I'm living under Him. I'm living under all powerful God, omnipotent God. I'm living under the God that needs nothing to create something. I'm living under the God that is all powerful. I'm living, we living under that God. The Bible says, we live under that may be a protected, the shadow of the Almighty God. Yeah, and it's an honor to be living under the shadow of the Almighty God, but it is spiritual, impossible to abide, to remain under the shadows of the Almighty God without being transformed into the image of His dear Son. Living under all that power, the power that needs nothing to create something. The almighty God. Possessing all power. We have been seated. Not only seated. We have been given the privilege to live, to abide. That means to remain, to stay under that protection, under the shadows of the almighty God. And there's no way in the world that I can ever, I would believe, I can believe that we can live on the Almighty God without being touched or changed by His supernatural power, without being transformed from what it used to be to what God wants us to be, into the image of His dear Son. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse seventeen says. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. The Spirit of the Lord is abiding under the shadows of the Almighty God. The Spirit of the Lord dwells in us as well. We have freedom from every sickness and every problem. We have freedom. But wherever the spirit of the Lord is dwelling, there's freedom. Whether we live a free life, but we have freedom. We just like light. Light would always be light. We would always have the spirit of liberty living in us. We would always have freedom. Whether I live a free life or not, that's my choice. I can live a life always uptight. I can live a life that always complaining, always fearful. That have, that's my choice. But in the eyes of God, He sees the Spirit dwelling in us under the shadow of the Almighty God. And He said, wherever the Spirit is dwelling, wherever the Spirit is living, nothing can stop that Spirit. That Spirit has full freedom. So wherever the Spirit of God is, there is freedom. And He said, but we all with open face, beholding, as in a glass, the glory, 
of the Lord. I changed. I changed. I changed. There's no way that we can remain under the almighty God without changing. Now change into the same image. Into the same image. I change into the same image from glory to glory even by the Spirit of God, the Almighty God. All the shadows of the Almighty God, this transformation there. We are changed. The Bible said that He predestinated us to be conforming to the image of His dear Son. Under the shadows of the Almighty God, the Spirit of the Almighty God, we are changed. That power. That supernatural power changes us from glory to glory, from glory to glory, from glory to glory. Have the power of God been given the opportunity to change our life? When was the last time you went from glory to glory? Are you still doing the same old thing and thinking the same old way, acting the same old way that you act four or five years ago? Are you still evil? Are you still holding things in your heart? If you're still holding things in your heart, if you're still hustling around an old man, you haven't changed that much. The Bible said we are to go from glory. Glory. You know what glory is to, and from God? It's the glory that is impossible to stand under the fullness of the glory. And he telling me that I can change from one degree of glory to another degree of glory by the spirit of the almighty God. That's what God said. He's coming back for a glorified church. A church that had went from glory to glory. The church, the world. I think when you look at the world. They go from one, from a, from a land phone to a cell phone. I mean, they, they just keep increasing, they're getting better, going from one, one technology to another one. But you then you view back on the church, they're still fussing and fighting and arguing and back, back and scrapping. When are we going to go from glory to glory? When are we going to go to the place when we walk past people, they know that the glory of God has just walked past them? When are we going to make a big change like the world is making? Well, we have phones now that we carry around. But then you look back at the church, and the church advanced in glory, but it's still doing the same thing acting the same way. The Bible said the whole creation moaning, groaning, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God to stop acting like the world. <laughs> Romans 8 and verse 29 says, from whom he did I'm going to back up. Say this. There is no way the believer in Christ can remain under the shadow of the Almighty God without being transformed into the image of God their Son. Got to be a transformation. Under all that power, dwelling under the shadow of all that authority, all that anointing, unanimating God, 
to create something out of nothing. Roman 8.29 says, from whom he did foreknow, he also predestinated to be conformed, to be changed, to be transformed into the image of his dear son. We was called by God to be transformed, to be changed into the image, into the image of his dear son. Think like his son. God even given us the mind of Christ. <clears throat> and he said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Then I think it's in Corinthians, I can't really put it in, pull it up now. It said, uh, we have the mind of Christ. <laughs> Wouldn't believe the way that some of, the way that we act sometimes. You can say, no way, you're right. We have the mind of Christ, but our natural, the spirit of our mind must be renewed to think like Christ. It's for me to stand in this pulpit and say, oh, I have the mind of Christ, I have the mind of Christ. What, what I'm seeing you and your results, no way in the world I can believe that the mind of Christ led you that way. But just this knowledge. But when it become a reality, People would know that you think like Christ because of your action. See, being excited about the word, knowing the word, preaching the word, singing the word will not change the way you live. Unless I want to get in the word, yeah, if the word can get in you. It's okay to be in a word church, but the word is supposed to change the way we live, the way we talk, the way we treat each other. The pastor always teach, he said, can the word of God change you? Can it do something in your life? Can it strip some of that old you off? Can the word crucify the way you live? Can the word just cleanse you? Knowing the word of God, being excited, excited about the word, preaching the word, singing the word, Clapping the word, jumping the word, hollering and screaming the word will not transform your life. Will not transform you into the image of God their sons. Son. Only the application of the word of God can transform our life. The only conceivable way that we can be changed is through the transformation of the word of God. The Bible said, if my word abide, that means remain in you. If my word can change you, if my word can do something in your life, if my word can do anything in your life, he said, then you can ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. But he said, if ye abide in me, if my word can abide in you, it's no way that God's word can abide in me but not without changing the way I act without transforming my life and conforming me into the image of God's dear son. Okay, only application of the word can transform the way we live. Oh, you can carry the Bible around, you can get all the word teaching in the world, but until that word is applied to your life, you will still be the same old person. You will still respond to life the same old way. You will still be fearful the same old way. You will still examine yourself, find out when problems come, do you act the same way? Do you, you were fearful last year, 
You got over that kind of problem, God delivered the problem. But now another situation come up. Are you responding to that situation the same way? But you know the word. Knowing the word is a whole new ballgame from the word knowing you. The word says, I, you know me, but I do not know you. Because the only way I can know you, I have to get in there and change you. When I can change you, then I know you. If I cannot change you from what you use, what you're doing, and the Holy Spirit been, been convicting you, and the Word been coming at you every Sunday, coming at you on TV, and nothing can change the way you live, the way you act, the way that you feel, whether you treat people, I, I do not know you. You know about me. But the Word said, until I can be applied to your life, can change you, now I know you. I understand what God said. Many in that day would come unto me and say, Lord, Lord, have I not prophesied in that name? Lord, have I not cast out demons in that name? And God said, I will confess to you the word. He said, I, I never knew you. Only the word was casting them out, the power of the word, but uh, it, it wasn't based on you. It was just based on God on his word. Because all the time we think when people respond and people get happy and people get healed on our ministry or we whatever we just think it's us no no it's god almighty on his word it's not the person i mean that you all right with god it means that god honor his word because god and his word are one but when you transform your life, now the word of God is making a difference in your life. Now abiding and remaining under the shadow of all that power, you are being transformed. And again, only the application of the word. Don't get so excited because you know a lot of word. <laughs> I don't mean, I, I know people know a lot of word. But one thing about you ask the word, do you know so and so? Don't know. Ask love. You know a lot about love. God should walk in love. God should be kind. God should stop judging, stop criticizing. We all know that. But do do, do the word know you that way? Right. No, I don't know. I don't know. She's still judging. He's still criticizing. He's still fault finding. No, the word said, I don't know you that way. God said. Only the sons of God can abide under the shadows of the Almighty God. You know, I mean, I, I have no control of God, but this saying that you abide in and serve, everybody learning Psalm 91 and Psalm 91, no, Psalm 91 have to know you, have to abide in you. Oh, we all can know it. We all know a lot of stuff. But until what we know can transform your life from glory to glory, it's just knowing it. First John says, only the sons of God can abide under the shadows of the almighty God. You know, first John chapter three, verse two says, beloved, beloved, beloved. Now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we should be. My God. Just knowing that God said, now I'm a child of the Almighty God. 
a daughter of the almighty God, the God that possesses all power, the God that needs nothing to create something, the God that possessed the power to call those things up, be not as though they were, the God that stepped out on creation, on nothing, and created the world because the world was abiding in him. The God that this only speak and everything the Bible said would come to a standstill. And that God, and that also that mighty God, almighty God, it's just something that God said, he that dwells in a shape and place of the almighty God have a privilege, have rights and opportunity. But when he that dwell there waiting for the storm to pass over, and when the storm pass over, I guess we leave our seat. <laughs> Said, uh, I guess it's time for me to uh, go back to my old self now and uh, everything is cleared up out there, so I go back to being me. God said, well, for the last three or four weeks, I tripped over you. I couldn't even get a seat in the house for the last three or four weeks. Everybody, you name it, all type of religion, everybody was laying on that. He said, but now that everything is over, one or two people are still here. Biding under the remaining, which God said, um, it proves to me that it was only just not to seek my face. just to seek my hand, just to seek my protection. Not to develop a loving or devoted relationship with me. No, he was there just for me to protect you. It is strange how we believe the word when things come up. It's amazing when 9-11, everybody was riding around in God we trust. But after it was over, we stopped trusting in God, we stopped seeing the sign, we stopped seeing it at people's house and every place. Why did God have to allow something tragedy to happen? All of a sudden, we, well, God we trust and, and God we love and we are serving God. And I noticed anybody that said, what word with all these flags and all these cars riding around in God we trust? But when everything was over, we start trusting ourselves again. Now they God allowing something else to hit us, all of a sudden, we dwell in a secret place of the Most High God. We are protected. God said, what's going to happen because it's almost over? Are you still going to walk around and say, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High God? Stand abide up the shadow of the Almighty God. Are you going to remain getting up every morning saying that? Are you going to get up going by your married business like you normally do before anything happens? Do I have to allow and permit things to hit the world and to shake my people? And they decide they want to pray. And our young lady was telling me this, uh, a few minutes ago, said, you know, this, when 2 Chronicles 7.14 said that my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, hum, will seek my face and humble themselves and pray, they would hear from heaven, I heal the land. You need to read it all, find out why their land was sick. How did he, how, why would God allow their land to get sick? No, they were so sinful, and God wanted their attention. 
And he allowed things to come upon that. It's in your Bible, read it. Well, we know. <laughs> but let me just move on from that. This, I'm not, just read it for yourself and see what was going on. We need to always find out what's going on. What made God make such statement? Yes. He said, now, beloved, are we the sons of God? And it does not yet appear what we should be. But we know, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. My God Almighty, we shall be like him. You know, we have a lot of work to be do <laughs> to be like him. Thank God the Bible said, for it's God if you allow him, permit him to work in us both the willing to do. And he said, he which has begun a good work in us, if we can let, allow him to finish it, he will finish the work. But it's up to the, the believer to allow God to finish the work. He said, but we know that when he shall, now that means that he's coming back for his church. And we all know that when he come back, we should be like him. Now, Betty, if you know that you should be like God and you still living like the devil, apparently you want to go to hell. It's a simple fact. God said that we should, but we know that when he shall appear, we should be like him. God is holy. God is righteous. God is a loving God. If I want to be like him, then I need to change the way I treat people. I need to stop judging people if I don't want to be like God. He said, then we will be, we shall be like him. What do you mean, be like the almighty God? God said, I am the Lord that God. I am a holy God. And I call you with the holy call and be ye holy in all matters of conversation. What kind of conversation do you carry on in your job? Is that like God? Is that the mind of God? You know, we, 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 we talk like we're so holy. We talk, we talk. But when it comes down to the action, when people in your job and people around you can see God shining in you and they want to know God because the way that you live, the way the words that you say out of your mouth, how you reference God with your job, that you change your people's life. The Bible said, but we know that when he shall appear, I, you know this. God said, you know this. It's not hidden from you. There's no deep revelation knowledge. This is simple understanding. He said, but we know that when he shall come back to get a glorified church, we shall be like him. And God said, now, if you know all of this, that you should be like him, kind of crazy if I know I'm supposed to be like God and still doing all these things that's not like God. And we continue doing it. And it's like, no. And they expect to go to heaven. We're still doing the things that's not like God. Still doing all the things that God said that we are not to do. And the list that I gave you last week, we all in list of different things that God said would not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And we continue doing the same thing. And we expect when God expect when God come to go back with him. And he said, I'm coming back for a glorified church. Verse 3 says, And every believer that have this hope in him, you have a hope of being like him. You have a hope that when he comes, 
you won't be able to tell you two apart because you look just like Jesus, act just like Jesus, talk just like Jesus, love people just like Jesus. He said that we have this hope that we are to be like him. Every believer that has this hope in him, it has to be in you. The hope has to be birthed in us. Until that hope is birthed in us that we are to be like him, we will continue being like and living like we want to live. He said that every person, every believer that has this hope in him purifies himself. Do you believe that you're going to be like him? You should be like him. The Bible declares if you have this hope, if you do not have this hope of being like him, you will continue doing everything that you feel like doing in the flesh. But if we have a blessed hope that when he comes back, we shall be like him, we will be diligently cleansing our body, purifying our body. Taking off the old man, putting on the new man. Because when he comes, I want to be ready. I want to be just like him. And the Bible said, if I, if you believe that, Dr. Betty, then you will start purifying yourself. But if you're not purifying yourself, you do not believe that when he comes back, that you're supposed to be like him. Oh, you think when you come back, well, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and, and I believe he died for my sin. But if you believe he died for your sin, tell me, why are you still sinning? Well, I'm weak. No, the Bible said, let the weak say that they are strong. And the Bible again said, there's no temptation taking man that the search is common to God. God is faithful. With the temptation, he said he will make a way of escape. What is your excuse now? If you believe that you should look like him when he comes, that should send a flag up in our mind. If I do not look like him, he's going to tell me, depart from me. I never knew you. He said, every, it's in your Bible, First John chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. Please read it. He said, and every believer that has this hope in him. He said, if you have this hope in him, you will be busy purifying yourself. You don't have time to be busy in everybody else's business. You'll be too busy taking off the old you. It'll take a lot to take you off. <laughs> you just, don't just get up in the morning and take yourself off because you've been living that way for so long. You have to renew your mind and renewing your mind is not overnight. It has to be practice. And practice comes with temptation. And practice comes with endurance. Practice comes with patience. It has to do a lot to take you off. Because you've been around of yourself and control yourself for years. He said, purify himself. God said, uh-uh, uh-uh, wait a minute. Don't you step back and think, I'm going to purify you. I'm giving you the word of God and empower you by the Holy Spirit. You can purify yourself. That means that Dr. Betty, i giving you enough power and enough anointing in your life and giving you the word, giving you my blood, giving you everything. Take what I've given you. Take what I, I accomplished for you on the cross and take it and wash yourself. Cleanse yourself, purify yourself, because you know I'm coming back, and you know that I have to look like you have to film with me in action, in the way that you live. So if you do all these things, purify yourself. He said, with, we will set 
our mind on purifying ourselves when we really believe and we have a reality. We read it, we know it, but no reality. You know, we, we believe in this thing of, well, I, I, all God said, if I just believe in my heart that, no, God said, he that is righteous, what? Do is righteous. He didn't say, disbelieve in all that and live like the devil because you made a confession. No, if you made a confession, that means that you live out the way that God commanded us to live out. The Bible said the devil believed. He said, abide in under the shadows of the Almighty God. It's not a place where we sit around and just sit around and say, I'm all right. Long as I be Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that's it. it. That's all in your Bible. Is anything else in your Bible? Is anything in your Bible about crucifying yourself? Is anything in your Bible about taking off the old you, all the evil, backbiting, gossip, criticizing, fault finding? Is that in your Bible? It's all in your Bible that just believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Well, if that's all in your Bible, just believe that He's the Son of God and you know that He's holy. That should automatically change your life. And I believe He died for my sin. No. The way you live in your life, He didn't die for your sin because why are you still sinning? You see, a lot of times we say, Yeah, uh, I'm under the blood. No, the blood, the Bible said, the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How long do you need to stand on that blood? No, we just use all kinds of excuses, but I'm telling you, when the book of life is open, when you stand before that white phone judgment, all the excuses that you that you allow you and the devil to make for yourself, why you don't want to crucify yourself, why you don't have to live holy, why don't you want to take all of that to go to heaven? When you stand before God and the Lamb Book of Life is open and the white phone judgment is before you, and the Bible said every man, woman, boy, or girl. We have to stand before the judgment seat of God and give an account for the way you live. And you know what? God's not going to leave it up to us to give an account because we're telling him you're living good. You think, you know, God, I'm all right. I'm Lord, you know I'm holy. God said, no, I have a record here that's been taken on you day by daily record. All the gossip, all the criticizing, all the fault finding, all the busybody, all the watching filth on TV, all the stuff. It's all on your record. And you telling me that you've been living holy? Lord, I, I tried it. God never asked us to try to be a Christian. He said, be one. Now, our pastor always said you're a Christian first, but I, I think if he look around, it seems like we being a Christian fourth. After we do our thing and after we act the way that we act all, we be like, oops, I supposed to walk in love. The Bible said crucify self. Because the Bible said judgment day is coming to the church first. The church will be judged. Every person will be given account for the way that you live. And the Bible said the way that you treated his son, Jesus Christ that died on that cross to give you an eternal life, to sanctify you, to live holy. The way that you ignore all the teaching, the way that you just live the way that you want to live, this enemy just made you think that you was all right. We deep down inside the Bible said, I wish that you'd be hot or cold. All your life you knew that you were never on fire for God. One time you was on fire for God, but you cool off. 
you just going by the motion, nothing, nothing excited about God. You just want to stay in church and know to stay out of hell. But staying in church will not keep you out of hell. It's the word of God that changes you. When the word changes you, you will be busy about the Father's business. People don't have to just beg you and push you. Oh, you should go out and witness. You should do that. Nobody don't have, shouldn't have to tell a child of God what they should be doing. That is the first calling that God called us to be a witness unto him. That's why he sent the power of the Holy Spirit to enable us to do what he called us to do. So it shouldn't be that uh, people just want to sit around and, and just sit around and let a few go out and witness so I just stay home and watch my TV and all okay, I'm all right. But when you stand before God Almighty, God not really convinced of the way that we live. We are not out reaping souls. We're just doing what we want to do. All the time we get in fellowship with God is when something like this happens, and then all of a sudden, you want God, you want God, you want God, you want God. But do you want to do what God commanded us to do, commissioned us to do? Souls are dying and going to hell. We just so comfortable sitting back watching TV. And that's for someone else. But why when God said, Well, salvation is for someone else, it's not for you. But we want all the blessing, all the bless me, God, bless me, going in, bless me coming out, bless me, bless me, bless me. But God don't ever ask me to go out and win a soul. Don't ever ask me to go out into the highway, into the Bible, into the street. God, I'm not led, but everybody led for a blessing. I don't understand that at all. The whole church will all agree, yes, I'm led to be blessed. But you ask the whole church to go out and be a witness into the highways and byways. Well, that's just not my calling. Well, but then I would say, well, the half of the church, the uh, calling is not to be blessed. But we stand up, yes, God bless me, bless me. But God also, yes, he blessed us. But God said, what about my heartbeat. What about my great commission? How do you get saved? Someone had to tell you. But we want to abide under this idea of abiding under the Almighty God. Now, a place <laughs> abiding under the shadow of the Almighty God is a place where you humble yourself. The Bible says, purify yourself. Humble yourself. You get saying, Lord, I want to be humble. God says, stop singing and live it and do it and humble yourself. It's okay to sing it, but do it. I want to be more like Jesus. God said, I'm not holding out. You can be more like me, all of me that you want, you can have. He said, humble yourself, not the preacher, not the teacher. He said, you do it yourself. You can do it. You have the power to do it. He said, humble yourself under the mighty hands of God that he makes of you in due season. It's a place where we learn to live love, where we learn to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind. That was a, this is the first and great commandment. And I believe when we learn to love God the way that God commands us to love him, to work out in the field, to work out in the highway and byways, will be a pleasure to do it for God. Because when we, when the, uh, how did get to that strip from the ball, Romans 12 and 1, Paul said, I, I beseech you, I beg you, by the mercy of God, that you present your body as a living sacrifice. Holy unto God, according to all his mercy that he's showing us. I beg you, please live for God. Well, my time is up. 
And I thank God once again for giving us the privilege and opportunity to get our life right with God. And said to the Lord, you know, we are your church. We are your people. We're going to live like your church. We're going to be the church that you sent your son to redeem, to build a church for you, prepare a church so that you come back to get your glorified church. We give you glory and honor. God bless you, and I pray that you continue seeking the face of God, not his hand. The face of God will change the way you live. God bless you. Jesus.